like back in the day, blacksmiths, you would just go up to your blacksmith and you'd be like, hey, my my horse's um, shoe isn't working. Um, I need you to mold it to my horse. And he's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Let me get right to you with the, the horseshoe. And uh, in like, I don't know, five minutes, you have your horseshoe. You pay him over Venmo and then you go home. I mean, I'm all for like vaccines. But I swear to God, like one of these days, it's just a matter of technology. Everyone who's been vaccinated, okay, Elon Musk, okay, he's going to be sacrificed to the QAnon gods, okay, at some Bilderberg meeting, okay? They're going to throw him in a fire, and then his little baby boy, his son, who's now going to be in his 30s, all he's going to do is flip that switch. And all of us who have been vaccinated... I swear to fu- I swear to God, I almost swore. <sighs> Chris, your swearing is getting a little out of hand, and it's embarrassing us, the people who love you. It's gonna he's gonna flip the switch, and then all of a sudden we're going to all be turned into zombies, zombies, because of a vaccine we all were told to get. I got my vaccine the other day. And I posted it on my Instagram and Facebook page to prove to all of you that I am Shut up. God, I'm in such a great mood today. I'm launching this, this S-H-I-T today. I don't mean to swear so much. You Do you ever feel like your mother or your father or your parish priest is just in your ear going, Don't swear! Stop fucking swearing! No, no fucking fighting. No fucking swearing. I do believe that profanity is the product of the devil. But I also kind of have a problem with the concept of heaven and hell. I think we all know it. We all know what heaven and hell is, but when you think about it, heaven isn't all too good. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's not as great as it seems in my opinion. Like we were told that heaven is this place to go to that you want to go to. It's like the best option. And there are two, three options. It's even, it's, it, and it's like it's either, it's either heaven or it's hell or purgatory. But the thing with heaven is like you work your, you, you, you do everything that's not fun. You take, you look at life and all of the fun things that life has to offer like sex, drugs, rock and roll, all before you get married, right? Which is like, what the, like, why is that? Why is, why is marriage the, the fucking point where you can do all the fun things that you don't want? Like, as a teenager, my fantasy, and this may be a little bit TMI, but, you know, okay? My fantasy, my absolute 16-year-old crazy puberty boy fantasy was going into the grocery store, reaching down into my pants, pulling out $10 and buying all the donuts that that $10 bill would buy. All the donuts. And then, right then and there, in front of the cashier, just eat them. No milk, all right? No soda, just fuck it. Like $10, you know, a donut, what is that? 60 to 80 cents? I mean, that gets you. Math, math, math. That gets you like 20, 
That gives you like fifth. That gives you like sixteen donuts, and that is gluttony. That's straight up glut. Like you, that's like Christians say that that's the no thing to do. You can't do that. I don't know. So you have to not do those things. Like you have to think about all of the fantasies, all of the crazy, dark, evil things that come to your mind and you go, oh, I want to do that so badly. And you got to not do them in order to get to heaven. Like what? Mark Twain said that, you know, go to, what is it? Go to heaven for the climate, hell for the company. Yeah. It's like there's tons of people in hell because I think it's just because they wanted, they just wanted to have fun. And Jesus, oh my God, am I really talking about religion this long? Is like, no, you can't have fun. You can't, you can't do the things that, you can't eat all those donuts. Especially your friend's wife's donuts. You can't just eat her donuts. But then you're just like, well, but what if she made me? What if she made me those donuts? What if she was like, hey, baby, have a fun day at work. I'm going to go check in on Chris and see how he's doing because I know he's your best friend. All right, baby, I'm going to... I'm gonna go to work. I'm a, I'm gonna raise the sheep. I'm a sheep raiser. She's like, I love you, baby. I'm gonna go check on Chris. Excuse me, Mister Chris. My name is Sarah, and I know you are in love with my sister Rachel, but I was wondering if you wanted to be so kind as to consume some of these donuts I just made for you. (laughs) Don't worry. My husband isn't here. He's at work in the fields, tending after the sheep and stuff. Go on, have a bite. And they're all glazed. She even throws a few sprinkles on them. And you're like, oh, hell yes. Before you know it, you, Rachel, and Sarah are going like six inches deep. In a three dozen just basket of glazed, sprinkled, chocolate-filled Boston cream pies. So do you see what I'm trying to say here? I'm all for doing whatever you want. But again, going back to the idea of heaven and hell. Like, I don't want to go to heaven if I have to keep denying my desires. Imagine if I, a stranger, or even like a leader, imagine if imagine if you really liked me, just as a person. This is nothing romantic, just like friends. If we're really good friends, and all of a sudden I was just like, "Hey man," or "Hey girl," "Hey man, girl," what do you what do you think about uh, just doing everything I say in order to go to a place that's just filled with old fat women from Ohio? You can go, you're out of your goddamn mind. You are out of your goddamn mind. Not only do I not like you anymore as a friend, I don't like you as a leader. I'm not going to follow you. I think that's why Jesus had to flip the fucking shit every now and again. You know what I mean? <sighs> Dear Chris, <laughs> what's that word I'm looking for? You're, it's not anti-Semitic. It's like blasphemous. You're podcast is blasphemous obscene 
Wicked. And in what's that what's that movie with uh, Ted Bundy, Zach Efron? Zach Bundy? I'm gonna call him Zach Bundy from now on. He's a good dude. Man, whatever happened to him and Vanessa Hudgens? I mean, if you really think about it, like him and Vanessa Hudgens were the perfect couple. The absolute perfect couple, man. And High School Musical was probably the greatest movie series. I mean, there was a series of them. Like, between them and Harry Potter, which sucks, and J.K. Rowling should retire and take her trillions of dollars and pounds that she's made and just stop. Stop with the Harry Potter. It's overrated. Harry's dead. Okay? Daniel Radcliffe is... is um, insane. He's an alcoholic and a drug user. Uh, Rupert Redhead is, uh, you know, he's just going to end up, I'm so sorry for saying this, but probably killing himself because he's going to be confused for Ed Sheeran the rest of his life and still is to this day. And then Emma Watson is far beyond the status of Hermione Granger. I think if I was Emma Watson and someone called me Hermione Granger, I would order their execution right then and there. A public execution would be made at the hands of Emma Watson, and we'd all watch, and we'd all approve it. And the feminists would get behind it because she is their leader. And like I said earlier, if your leader started to tell you, you know, the things you needed to do in order to get to the place that you want to get, you'd do it. And that's just my that's just my girl Emma for you, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> but man, Vanessa Hudgens had a good career, and I think she's still she's she, she, she's still active. I really hope she is because, I mean, yeah, you know, you want to be a Hollywood actress, you want to be a singer, a, a dancer. You, you got to be pretty. Okay, you're pretty. Whatever. You don't have to be pretty, but okay, she's pretty. But that's not the thing. It's like the thing was when she was in High School Musical. And we loved her in High School Musical. It was also the same reason why we loved Zac Efron in High School Musical. Why? Do you ever just see two people who are perfect for each other? Yeah. That's Zac Efron and fucking Vanessa Hudgens. Who's that singer? Vanessa Hudgens? She's a cutie, Kraft. Dude, she's so my type, though. And I think where she went wrong was with Spring, that Spring Break movie with James Franco. Where he's like, I'm a rapper. I'm going to rap with you. And she's like, let's do drugs. Let's, we're college girls. Let's get all of our money and go down and do that college girls thing. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Chris, if I send a text message, excuse me, but you'll hear that little sound. <clears throat> You know, I think when things evolve, technology, people, whatever, like the things that come with it have to also evolve. So why we still have sounds when we send text messages is beyond me. When phones were first invented, you needed a bomb to go off in order to know that, oh my gosh, I just, I just made a phone call. I owe the IRS 16 grand for making a phone call from my hometown to the hometown nearby, you know? 
And so when I sent a text message on a laptop, it's, it's sent on a laptop through Wi-Fi. Who the hell would have thought about that? And it still makes the... I was like, hey, you know, I'm filming right now. Tone it, tone it down. And then the computer goes... Oh, did, did, did you send a text? Yes. Okay, let, let me make the sound. I mean, there is something about, you know, women with dark features, dark hair, dark eyes, you know, dark skin. Vanessa's got that olive oil skin. We've all had, I think, you know, you know, you know, you have your history with girls and with guys and stuff and, you know, whatever your sexuality is. You're welcome here. A hundred percent. But then, I, you know, across all sexualities, you just kind of find your type, you know. And um, whether or not, you know, having a type actually exists. Soulmates is another discussion. That's we, we won't have that. But I mean, I can't help but say that, like. The only women who I have not been with or, have, you know, talked to or whatever, it's got to be women that look like, like, look like me. Like, look how pasty I am right now. Like, when I sing, like, African, you know, chants and stuff in the car, it's, it's as if, you know, I'm, I, people think I'm albino. I get that. Um, I'm just, I just grew up watching The Lion King and the line, the musical, The Lion King, let's, you know. The the soundtrack from the original motion picture is great, but when they did the musical, oh my gosh, you have actual Broadway performers on that on those tracks. And then you have songs on the um the Broadway musical. That's not even on. They just made songs and they're awesome. So I memorized those when I was like in middle school. Yeah. And then I yeah, I remember I on the went to the gym. And then on the way back, um, one by one, the Lion King came up. <coughs> so I memorized that, right? The whole thing, all like four parts, right? Singing that. And then I was like, and then the lady was looking, she was walking her dogs. The lady was looking at me. She goes, huh? You know, she didn't say anything, but I was like, oh my gosh, she thinks, like, she thinks I'm albino. I get it. I get that. I'm not. It would be cool. I think it would be cool to be that, you know, like I'm so white bread. But the thing is, is I'm not waspy white, which is good. I wouldn't want to be that because you just don't have any flavor. You don't have any soul, any spice in your life. Like there's definitely some and I got and I really have to do a 23 in me. I've been told I'm Irish, French and Italian, but I don't I think we can just, you know, let's cut off the Italian bit. OK, let's circumcise the Italians. What for now? But I'm just like, there's got to be some, there's got to be some Icelandic, man. There's got to be some Russian in there. Dude, that's the thing about Russia is the women are gorgeous. They're all supermodels. You walk around Moscow and you're like, oh, nine, nine and a half, 9.2, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, all over the place. <laughs> and then the men look like they're, they're like, Auditioning for Kermit. Hey, 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 duh, duh, duh. I mean, 
Look look at like like Putin compared to fucking and I know Giselle Bunchen is German, but every woman in that, you know, country looks like Giselle Bunchen. <sighs> Where was I? Oh yeah, so I don't really go out with like blonde haired, red headed, you know, white girls. I find every woman attractive. Like I don't don't get me wrong. Like if 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 a blonde girl and I started talking and she was like, Oh yeah, I'd like to read books and I know a little bit of Shakespeare and I can I am intelligent and I can think of my own and I can read a scientific journal without having too many questions. Like I and and I like to read and, and you know, I'm pretty and you know, take care of myself. I'd be like, Oh cool, let's you know, let's 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 flirt, let's chat. But uh those those women are usually I don't know, for some reason or other, I just, you know. And like I like to read, and like I like to read it, I'm pretty and stuff. And I'm be, I mean, uh, yeah, let's flirt. Like, I'll, I'll flirt with you, I'll talk with you. Um, Just, I don't know. I guess it's just coincidence. It's coincidence. I guess there's also a thing of like, <clears throat> I have a theory where women who are, if you have like dark features and dark skin Olive skin, you know, you have the darker feature side. You're going to go for the lighter guys. You're going to go for guys who look like me. So I, and I think it's also the same vice versa in the straight world, in the gay world, dude, I get with anybody and everybody, usually at the same time, the, the orgies that go on in the gay community, unreal. What did I just say? Anyways, we'll let the audience, uh, We'll let the audience interpret that however they want. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Eight fifty-five, baby. I might have to take a phone call here in the next five minutes. There is a special girl, olive skin, dark features, like I was talking about. Not American, by the way. And that's the thing is like the the non. I do really well with uh, non-Americans, women usually from Latin American countries or Asian countries, or African countries. And this particular woman, her birthday is today. Her birthday is today. So it's a beautiful day. It's it's a nice recording day. You just feel good, you know? Um, the unfortunate reality is that she is in a completely different country. A country where I was living the past 13 months of my life. I just got back to the States a week ago. A week ago. About a week ago. That was that's my reality. And so I'm still adjusting to driving on the right side of the road, not bowing every five seconds, speaking English properly. It's so funny when you so I know English and Spanish, and in Japan everybody speaks Japanese. So you hear like the same ten or twelve phrases in Japanese day in and day out, hundreds of times a day. And so you just pick up on it. I wouldn't say I'm fluent. I wouldn't even say I'm proficient. I wouldn't say I'm I nothing. Like I know a few things in Japanese in like one phrase, okay? That's it. I can I can't even get by at like a menu on you know reading like a fucking menu and an izakaya. Like I remember one time going to an izakaya and my friend had to just or I just said order for me because I don't I don't know what I want. Um I can't eat cod fish. But other than that, I'm fine with whatever. And she was like, got you. So, yeah. Still adjusting to American life, which is so different. Japan is such a... 
it is such an alien country. If aliens came to the and invaded us, and which they will and have and 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 will always do, and that's fine. I think we should be way more welcoming to aliens than <sighs> some people have made them out to be. They're not all little green monsters, you know. It's like the Mike Wazowski. <laughs> interpretation of what an alien is that's not what an alien is an alien is think about the most beautiful person you know man or woman and imagine them being eight feet tall and hyper intelligent and they fly in ufos like neil degrasse tyson um i he said in an interview i can't remember when but he said like he was like is, they asked him is there intelligent life and he's like you know what there is a mat like he said the probability is that like why do why do or he said why do we think about is there other life out there what if there is the, i mean let's assume there is intelligent life out there and let's not also assume that we are the most intelligent life in the universe in our universe imagine galaxies far far away he said like there are there are um aliens there's there's life that is so intelligent they look at us humans on earth and contemplate our intelligence. Like, are we intelligent enough? You know what I mean? Which blew my mind when he, when he, um, when he mentioned that, like, that's crazy that there is intelligent life out there that is so intelligent that it doesn't even think we're intelligent enough to, you know, come down and to interact with us. Even though we have people like, you know, masterminds, you got Stephen Hawking, you know, Fucking Steve Jobs, Steve, Steve, Steveson, Steve, Stevers, Steve, Stevie, right? Every smart dude is named Steve. Every smart woman is named like Angelica, Angelica Schuyler, Cardi B. Okay, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, the Japanese women and the uh, this woman particularly, specifically, I won't say where she's from. <sighs> Check. I will say. Well, I will say where she's from. I won't say her name. I don't want you creepers creeping on her. But she is from a different country. We met in Japan. She's not Japanese. She's not from Japan. She speaks English. She's from a different country. Her name is Table. Kidding. Her name's not Table. But it's her birthday today, and um, it was her. It's been her birthday, because here we're on. We're one day behind. We're 14 hours behind. Oh my gosh, she just called me. This podcast is going to take a beautiful pause and I'll be right back. She, she, she's too, no longer lost. Just kidding. That was a great conversation. The birthday girl is doing well. The birthday girl is doing well. You know, I'm so sorry. I just realized when I scream into the microphone, I'm screaming into the microphone so I'm gonna watch these levels here it's my first time please give me a little bit of a pass we all give passes to the first timers right ladies ladies when you're when you're when you're um, you know doing your lady thing and the, you're with the you're with the gentleman and you know it's there it's their uh, it's their first rodeo and you uh, you tell them you know hey this is my first rodeo this is not my first rodeo you say you don't, you don't, uh, you don't get on their case for not knowing what they're doing. You help them out. You're supportive. You're in there. You're, you know, it's, it's this, it's not this or this. 
No one, no one party dominates. No one party dominates there, Chris. Jesus. You know, being back in the uh, heartland, you get a lot of this accent going on here, you know. Uh, you wake up, you go, to the, you go to the grocery store, and then you get yourself a coffee. A coffee. And then, uh, you know, you got to check in on your family. So you call uh, the old, uh, call your aunts and uncles there in uh, the St. Paul, Minnesota area. And you tell, oh, say, you know, it was snowing here today earlier. And that's insane because it does snow. Shut up, Chris. Gosh, you know what accent I love the most? I love when someone's like, hey. What you did? <laughs> now I'm just, now I'm just bullshit. Now the night is getting, the night is getting too old. The night is young. Nicki Minaj says, "I was always wanted a, a Nicki Minaj tattoo of a." It's not a Nicki Minaj tattoo. It's a tattoo of. So she has a song called Nicki Minaj has a song called No Frauds, which if you listen to it sounds like No Frogs, as in Ribbit Ribbit Frogs, F R O G S. And I always wanted a tattoo with a frog on my leg with a big circle around it and a line, like no frogs. But, I, but I'm but i not going to write anything. It's just going to be a picture of a frog <laughs> with a thing through it that's, uh, that doesn't say, it just or it might just say like Nicki Minaj. It might be, oh, you know what it should be? It should be a, uh, it should be a Nicki Minaj frog. So it's a frog that looks like Nicki Minaj. What do you say, kitty? Off camera, there's a black and white, black and white kitty cat. And she is just sitting there. And there's something about cats when, you know, they fucking felines, the pussycat, the pussycat dolls just sit there and she has no care in the world, but she doesn't sit on like a blanket. She'll sit on a pair of headphones. She's sitting on a pair of headphones. Like, it's a nice couch with pillows around it, and instead of sitting in, like, a, a bedding of pillows and sofa material, she just sits directly on a pair of over-the-ear headphones. Like, what is that about cats? They, they just do it like that. The pussycat. Pussycat! And for the record, Nicole Scher Scherzinger... She was the reason the Pussycat Dolls were alive, which they're a great band, by the way, a great female quartet. But what makes good female quartets? Do you want know makes Do you want know makes good female quartets? What makes good female quartets? Oh my gosh, my legs! This golly, this table. What makes good female quartets are the producers and the people that bring those females together, which is unfortunate because. You know, growing up, in sync, Backstreet Boys. I mean, those guys brought the world together, but they were brought together by Lou Pearlman. And if you know anything about Lou Pearlman, not the greatest guy. Takes advantage of them. So when I when I see groups like Blackpink, like you know Rosie and Jenny and Lisa and Sinju and Suju, I can't remember her name. Is it racist that I can't remember her name? But she's a badass. Now I've got to say it's the nice about her because I said something racist. Ugh. Chris, you're so racist. You're so homophobic. You're so sexist. 
No, I'm not. I just sent Sujin, Siju, Sally. Her name is Sally. Oh, Jin, Jinsu, Jins, Jin, Frick, Frick, Black, Pink, Members, Jisu, Golly, Christopher, Malito. It's my middle name, Malito. Lisa, I'm a big Lisa fan. Um, I just think she has the most like personality. We all know that like a Rosie is is the uh, is the is the dominant one. She's the one with the whip, <laughs> and Jenny's just a badass. Like if if someone crosses Blackpink, do you know who's who? Like if 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 uh, let's say you know you're walking down the street and you decide to like hey was Blackpink, you know you get in their face. You know who the first one is gonna come up and and kick your ass. I'm not going to swear anymore on this podcast, I promise. But it's going to be fucking Jenny. Jenny's Jenny is the silent assassin of of Blackpink. Let's make no mistake about that. What was I even saying? Okay, yeah, so with they they're brought together by people who audition like a million of them. They put out an audition. If you do you see the to watch the documentary on Netflix. They put out a, an audition and it's like a million girls from Australia, New Zealand, South Korea, North Korea, China, Japan, the Philippines, Taiwan, Vietnam. I'm just naming the countries out of it. Wow, that's really good. Good geography. That made up for my racist uh, comment earlier. When when you can just bam, bam, bam geography like that, um, it means you're not racist because it means you've been around the world and you've studied. You study other cultures. You're not... um. You're not aware of the other cultures around you, are you, Mr. White Man? It's like, uh, yeah, I am, and I'm more than you. How about you do what I just did now? Name 10 countries in Asia. Go. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Asia is not a country. Asia is a continent. You're incontinent. That's what I say. So Blackpink is brought to, brought together by you know these producers and stuff who, you know I'm just gonna they it's they control their lives. These girls' lives are controlled. They are international celebrity pop stars. Make no mistake about it. Blackpink is not only the greatest, most notorious, most successful K-pop group in the world. They're the most successful group in the world. And this goes beyond music. They dominate music, okay? They dominate music. Even like if you look at like the top 50 like Spotify stuff, like it could be not it's it's not Blackpink at any given moment. And that's fine. You go to YouTube and they have billions of views. Billions of views. There's going to be a day and this is going to be a cool day when there's going to be a 1 trillion viewed video. Meaning, wait, that's that's not that's not possible, right? No, that's <laughs> Okay, I take that back. There's no one's going to one video gets 1 trillion views. I'm sorry. I I did not mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that, but then I thought about it and I was like that's really stupid and you know better than that, you arithmetic genius. Geography and algebra are actually my two subjects in English, but um, man, you get me doing chemistry 
and I will de- I will blow up your house. But the Blackpink girls are brought together by um, a talent agency. I can't, it starts with a Y. Like why? Why young, 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 young people talent? Blackpink, Blackpink. Oh, it's I don't even know. It's called. Let's just call them Blackpink manager, manager. This guy, who, who, who is the boss? Young, yeah, this guy. YG Entertainment. That's it. YG Entertainment. Stop yelling into the microphone. Just talk. Whisper. It's the whisper song. Hey, boy. So YG Entertainment puts out, and then they bring in millions of girls with trillions of views. And they come in, and then they're they're down to four. But the thing is, is like the audition is so difficult. And then their lives, and then let's you say you get Blackpink, and there's going to be another girls group. There's going to be another Blackpink group, I guarantee it. In in you know twenty years or so, um, and it's just going to happen again, where these girls just take get they have this dream of I want to go be a be a K-pop superstar. So they go, they audition, they finally make up through like two years of like being boarded in a boarding school. Right. And then from that point on, they're doing shows and stuff. And from there, their whole lives are controlled. No tattoos, no booze, no boyfriends, no sex, no, um, you know, very limited freedom. And then you're doing promotions and videos and stuff all the time. Look, I love being in front of this microphone and with the camera, with the lights and everything, but you got to turn them off. There comes a time when you got to turn them off. Because then you just go insane. Like what happens to child actors and performers and celebrities and, you know, actors and singers and dancers and whatnot. Um, what people don't know is that as a performer in any capacity, actor, singer, dancer, blah, 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 whatever, you are at the bottom of the totem pole in the entertainment world, which is fine, which is okay. Um, but being at the bottom of the totem pole, you don't really have, to, 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 you don't really have a say much of a say in what goes on in terms of what you do. Because when people see you on screen, guess what? They also want to see you promote your movie or promote your film or your album or whatever. So the Blackpink girls, when they go around, I mean, it should, whoever, whoever is, you know, whoever's on the board of, you know, directors of YG Entertainment, they would be perfect at, you know, promoting Blackpink and their new album or their new song or whatever. But they know that's not, I mean, they have, they, they own the company. They, they know every in and out of it. Most likely more than the black pink girls. Let's be honest. But they, you know, you have to send out the black pink girls to do the promotions and stuff because they're the face. They're the image. So it's like the pussycat doll song, you know, be careful what you wish for. Cause you just might get it. Just might get just might get but but be careful. That's not how the song goes, but it's the words And they're not wrong I'm gonna make this short and sweet and this is episode one and thank you for freaking watching I mean, it's it's a beautiful day and I'm very grateful for all of you in my life There's gonna have to be a catchphrase at the end of these things, but um um, if you want to be a guest on this show, um, go F yourself because that's not going to happen because none of you have what it takes. I also don't have, I also don't have what it takes literally because I have one camera, one mixer, one laptop and one little teeny tiny room. Um, and one, this is real wood, by the way, do you know how much money I had to, um, spend on this real actual real wood? I mean, I mean, look at this stuff. Look at this. 
like solid solid wood so it's expensive please like share subscribe support whatever the hell that is um i love every one of you except the ones i don't love that's a good catchphrase right no have a beautiful day bye